Hey guys, and welcome to another amazing episode of the Talking Cracks podcast. I'm the King of Cracks. I'm here with the lovely Eileen BTS, and we have our amazing, beautiful guest, my wife, Diane, the real queen of cracks. How you doing, guys? Doing good, doctor. How are you, Diane? I'm doing good. I'm happy to be back. (laughs) We're glad to have you. (laughs) Yeah, we're happy to have you back. We got tons of people wishing for more of your beautiful content that you gave us last time. So we're here to talk a little bit more mental health. And this time we're going to be getting into a little bit of gerontology as far as things like dementia and Alzheimer's and things of that nature. So we're excited to bring that content to you guys today. So let's get going. All right. All right. So guys, I wanted to start off with something that happened today that I was really taken back by. (laughs) So I think I had my most favorite patient encounter ever today. She was really a good patient. I want to hear about this. So (laughs) I did my exam on this patient. And after I left, I had the girls get her started, get her set up. And then, you know, we went into treatment. We actually did a recording on her because she was pretty pretty cool and allowed us to do that and after I heard that during her therapy now this has never happened and I never in a million years imagined this would happen during her therapy so she's facing down with electro stem and heat she can't get up basically because the stem and heat is on her Mm -hmm. so she calls the office from her cell phone to tell the girls how great the stem and heat is. Yeah. And she would like somebody to come in and turn up the strength of the stem and heat. Oh, <laughs> and when I heard gosh. this, I could not breathe. Because I came in and telling Eileen, this is the funniest person, one of the coolest people I've met in the mm-hmm. office. And I want to record just because of her, you know, her I think vibe. Her yeah. vibe. She'd give great reactions to the adjustments. And once I heard that, I was like, no, yeah. she's she's at the top. She's at the top of the list of favorite patients. She absolutely for sure. loved her treatment too. I asked her how long she was waiting, and she was like, "Girl, I've been waiting since January." Wow. I hit up another chiropractor as soon as I walked in. I knew I didn't want that treatment, and she walked yeah. right back out. Oh, wow. So she came back out and called us, and I was like, "Well, I'm glad she didn't walk out." Yeah. The girls told me she walked out dancing and vibing, oh, and she asked if everybody does that. So she mm. loved her treatment. I was I happy love about it. that. That's genius. Such to, a great to story. Call I would have. <laughs> like, you know what? I need to get their attention. Yep. So yep. what can I do? That's Listen, part of my eight years of practice and my you know thousands of patients I've seen uh-huh. no one has ever thought they always just call out like scream out no one has ever called mm-hmm. the office and Victoria answered like hello and she's she was like, so confused she's what like wait this? are you outside or so she, inside she immediately calls Kim hey the patient in room two is calling <laughs> no she said she was so a little dumbfounded because she was like I'm in room two and then she was like you're in room two yeah. <laughs> she was expecting someone completely like not, not a patient that was here but you know a random so person funny. so funny so funny so i just wanted to bring that up that was a that was a funny thing that happened today so mm-hmm. just a little bring a little bit of light to the, the <laughs> yes. conversation of today so we're going to get into a little bit of um something that's a big topic in today's world uh, a lot of us have gone through this type of issue with our parents our grandparents uh, as far as now we're in the stage where or our age group our generation is now having to deal with um you know, 
things that happen to our parents as they get a little bit older, like mm -hmm. things like dementia and Alzheimer's and other conditions that uh, come about where we need to now start being the caregivers. And I'm sure we've seen our, our parents do it to our grandparents. Um, so we wanted to bring Diane in today to discuss a little bit of things that we can do as we get older and our parents get older to help bring awareness to this and also to help maybe some people who are either going through it, struggling with it, or patients who are just starting off, kind of learning, you know, signs and symptoms of these things that we can kind of get into. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to uh, bring Diane in again to kind of discuss these things. She's, uh, talk about your specialty as far as gerontology. Yeah, absolutely. So again, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I know uh, one of our loyal followers had asked to do an aging podcast because yeah. it's a really big hot topic issue. Um, and that, again, we're all going to face at one point or another. So I have a specialization in gerontology, the study of older adults. And again, I've had, you know, several years of clinical practice experience, clinical experience and life personal experience with this um, in caring for my my grandmother and you know my mom's um, older sisters so again I'm really excited to get you know deep into this it's a little bit of a heavier topic to discuss mm -hmm. um, it might bring up some feelings for you guys but again no at the yeah. end we'll kind of come back together and, and talk about ways that you can manage and take care of yourself going through this great great so Diane, why don't you start off by talking about um, some signs and symptoms we can notice in our parents or grandparents that might lead us to believe they have some some of the dis diseases that come with aging mm -hmm. sure that's a great question so a lot of times right now the day and age that we're living in with the baby boomers we have a lot of folks over the age of 65 um folks are living longer yeah, and with that we're definitely. starting to see different things that you know our grandparents didn't mm -hmm. really have to deal with um coming yeah, with living yeah. longer comes with you know memory loss um, dementia, Alzheimer's, and I know I can speak from personal experience um, of things to look for. When you start to see personality changes mm -hmm. in your grandparents, when they start to kind of tell you things that are just a little odd and don't really make sense, or I would always just go in with an open mind, go take a look in their closet. Sometimes I would see yogurt on the floor and it's supposed to be refrigerated. Sure. You would, I would find things, jewelry and plants, mm -hmm. um, especially holiday decoration. That was a really triggering thing for my grandmother mm -hmm. of like, this doesn't belong here. Why is this in my window? Yeah. It's a Christmas tree. And, and, and these things might seem funny at the time, but yes. they might Again, early signs yeah, and symptoms sure. of things that are a little bit off. Mm -hmm. um, some other things, irritability, mm -hmm. agitation. Um, again, significant changes in weight. Again, we started to see my grandmother start to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And a big question was, what's going on? Are you eating? Yeah, I'm eating. Mm -hmm. And come to find out she's having difficulty cooking, prepping food, forgetting that she mm -hmm. didn't eat. So again, weight loss. And that would be something that you can, of course, talk to, you mm -hmm. know, the primary care doctor about. Some other signs is, again, forgetfulness, mm -hmm. forgetting recipes. If you're saying, hey, mm -hmm. grandma, can you make me that favorite dish of mine? Oh, you know, I, I don't remember. Or they'll say, you know, let me make something else. Mm -hmm. Um, being able to see their ability to put together a grocery list, mm -hmm. use the telephone, use the TV remote. We used to have to put nail polish on the power button or have to go <laughs> over when my grandma was like, my TV is not working. So again, those little things. Just basic, and basic daily tasks. Basic daily tasks. Um, you know, just being able to coordinate clothing um, and 
just again, those little things. And then again, just basic forgetfulness mm -hmm. of, you know, what was your name again? Or sure. calling you a different grandchild or mm -hmm. sibling's name. Um, and then over time that, that will start to progress. But again, the earlier you can catch it, have an open mind and mm -hmm. start having discussions with your, you know, loved ones, doctors mm -hmm. um, to see how else they can help. And True. again, what direction can they link you with a social worker? Mm -hmm. Can they send you, you know, a home health aid? And again, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but those are some of the early signs. And again, just a little bit of combativeness of they become very defensive because in their defense, they really don't know that that's going on. Mm -hmm. um, and again, we've always viewed our elders as strong, independent folks. So seeing them in this different role in later stage in life is, is it's a difficult pill for us to swallow. But again, have an open mind mm -hmm. and, you know, start to ask questions or again, look around. Sure. Observation sure. is key. Yeah. So it was great that you mentioned, you know, when our, our grandparents were our age, you know, people weren't living as long as they are now. Mm -hmm. So we're at a time now where we're able to prolong, you know, one's health, and one's age or live the amount of time they're living Life. through medication, through mm -hmm. various technology and healthcare. So now we're seeing a lot of, you know, our parents and grandparents living much longer mm -hmm. and getting into that stage where they need things like uh, elderly care or caregivers or, you know, homes that take care of them with nurses and things of that nature. Um, so that's a great thing. So Diane, I know you mentioned um, seeing their primary doctor, but is that the first step you would say when patient or p someone notices that on their parents or grandparents? Yes, you can go ahead and make a you know a call with the primary care doctor, and mm -hmm. they can do a mental status exam, and that's where they'll take a look at cognition, memory. Can they remember the three words that um, the doctor asked in the beginning? They'll have a clock in the background and ask you to tell time. Um, mm -hmm. They will ask again very basic questions, and again, mm -hmm. should it be more questionable, then they can send you out for different testing with other specialists but i think the first step would be get in contact with the primary care doctor mm -hmm. and have you know ask for resources mm -hmm. never be afraid to ask for resources mm -hmm. hey you know can is there a brochure is there a website sure. that i can sure. reference um and asking those questions of what can i do next mm -hmm. and i know a lot of older adults get a little bit defensive or combative and don't really believe this is happening to them mm -hmm. how what's a good approach to take when dealing with somebody Mm -hmm. That's 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 just I'm not doing it. That's an excellent question. And it's always about our our immediate knee jerk reaction is no, you need this. I mm -hmm. want to help you. But again, mm -hmm. they don't recognize that they need help. So the first step would be take a step back, mm -hmm. take a deep breath, you know, collect yourself and try to approach it of, hey, mom, dad, we're going to be just be going for a regular checkup. You know, the doctor is going to be asking you some sure. questions, frame it in a very neutral and general mm -hmm. sense, not mm -hmm. because, oh, something is different with you. Something sure. must be wrong with you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe having a grandchild go with them that mm -hmm. they feel safe with mm -hmm. or, oh, you know, I know my grandmother would always want me to go with her because sure. she didn't speak English and I would be her translator and again, a source of comfort for her. Mm -hmm. So getting somebody that maybe she doesn't feel or they don't feel very um, defensive mm -hmm. with would be a really great approach. Sure. But again, take a step back, remind yourself, this isn't mom. Mm -hmm speaking to you. It is mom, but again, it's a different mm -hmm. brain um, and, and person you're speaking with. Now, as a, as a child of somebody or a grandchild of somebody, are we allowed to contact their primary care physician and say, hey, I think this is going on. Is this something you can check? 
That is a really great question. Mm -hmm. I know that there is, you know, HIPAA and releases of mm -hmm. information that might need to be filled out. And mm -hmm. that would be, again, something that the doctor's office can say, you sure. know what, whenever you come in, you can, you know, help schedule an mm -hmm. appointment. But when you come in, you might have to sign some releases. And again, sure. just letting grandma know, hey, you know, for me to be in the room with you, would mm -hmm. you mind if mm -hmm. I would be able to get, you know, sign a release for that? So it's important to go in with the person and Absolutely. have the doctor's office give them some type of release to allow mm -hmm. you to be able to kind of manage some of their care. Exactly. Because sure. again, if you send them off Great. on their own, they're going to come back saying, I was exactly. fine. I have exactly. a clean bill of health. And that's, health. Kind, of, that's yeah. kind of the direction I was going. <laughs> yeah. So again, always having some sure. extra set of eyes. To, again, if they don't, if English isn't their primary language oh. or they have, you know, difficulty with hearing or seeing, sure. you can help to be those extra set of eyes and ears. Sure. Sounds great. Just being an advocate for your family member, correct? That is the number one thing. And again, I can only speak from this from, again, clinical and personal experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And Diane, in a family of multiple siblings, how would you suggest that they tackle um, if one of them doesn't agree with the proper care for a parent or grandparent? Mm -hmm. That's a really great question because that does come up a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I think having a family meeting and just being able to talk about this are these are mom's needs. These are dad's mm -hmm. basic needs. And, you know, they are not able to do that on their own. And, you know, if they disagree with whatever treatment or type of care that we're offering is, hey, how can you help? Mm -hmm. How can you step in? Or maybe your work schedule doesn't permit you to be able to do those things for mom or dad, you know, um, to help me. Let's come to an agreement. So again, I think it's just learning to find that middle ground and just being able to hear thoughts out loud because maybe that sibling is just really scared to mm -hmm. have somebody mm -hmm. else come in the home or send mom to an adult daycare center and mm -hmm. you know they're out of your control. Mm -hmm. And I think a big part of that, Eileen, is talking about fa fa familial and cultural obligations mm -hmm. and the way that different cultures and families view receiving sure. help from sure. out the outside and just mm -hmm. being able to have that conversation of, look, I'm willing to have you be part of, you know, mom or dad's care, but mm -hmm. there's going to come a point in time where we're not going to be able to provide that 24 hour supervision or, you know, providing, um, I know with my grandmother, my mom and I used to take shifts sleeping mm -hmm. because she would try to leave and get out of the door. And again, yeah, it takes yeah. a, a really big toll. So I think having Definitely. a family meeting and try to get everybody on the same page and you know what, Hey, let's try it your way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's see how that works. And then we can, you know, come back in a month and see if that's working mm -hmm. for all of us. That's very good advice, Dan. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Dan, what are, what are your thoughts on assisted living facilities? Mm -hmm. I think it is a fantastic opportunity to make sure that your loved one is in a safe space where there's access to other home health aides, nurses, they have a cafeteria on site. So again, uh, folks that, you know, aren't able to go grocery shopping, food prep for themselves and feed themselves. They have these programs at the assisted living facility um, for, again, not only nutritional support, but mm -hmm. also uh, they have like recreational things. They have bingo. They'll have a singer come in. You know, they have different activities to help with stimulation that you don't necessarily get in a, in a single bedroom apartment or, you know, in a, you know living in, in the downstairs room of your son or daughter's house. 
Um, I would say with assisted living facilities, they have long wait lists. Mm -hmm. So again, I would start to take a look at some of the ones that are in and around your area. Look at their reviews, go take a tour and see if you can get on a wait list. I know they have low income uh, assisted living facilities. Mm -hmm. They have, you know, private pay assisted living facilities. So Mm -hmm. start to get to know your areas and get on the wait list because they can take Mm -hmm. upwards of seven years. And again, this is this is more for someone who's at that stage where they're no longer able to take care of themselves or care for themselves. that's a part of yep. it, but other folks can go on mm-hmm. uh, to an assisted uh, living mm-hmm. facility waitlist, even if they don't ha- ha- need I that see. severity, but they have the potential to need that. I see. So now let's say we're in a situation where um, like my grandmother is doing fine, you know, slowly getting a little bit older, can't do things for herself. And my grandfather's in that situation where he needs assisted living. How would How would a family be able to handle that situation where one grandparent needs more attention than the other or mm-hmm. vice versa. I would take a look at their living situation. Do they live alone by themselves? Do they mm-hmm. live with a family member? Um, is the person, is a spouse that is taking care of the more, let's say, quote unquote, unhealthy mm-hmm. spouse, do they have the physical capability mm-hmm. to transport, ability to move things, mm-hmm. ability mm-hmm. to cook or you know all of those things? I think safety is a really sure. big one. So if a f- person can safely care for their spouse or partner, mm-hmm. that's fine. Or again, can they start to think about maybe having somebody come in, you know, mm-hmm. a few hours a day to support with whatever they need support with, or maybe, you know, spending the weekends or a few days out of the week with their if they have any children that they can, you know, be with or grandchildren that they can spend some time with. So again, I think a matter of if the healthy spouse can Mm -hmm. safely take care of the other spouse. Now, would you say there's ever a situation or do you know if assisted living facilities allow a couple to go in together? They do. Mm. They do? Okay. They do. Yes. And I know a lot of them are also like pet friendly. Oh, okay. Um, Nice. So so a lot of, you know, support dogs, Mm -hmm. you know, therapy dogs. Those are really big that Mm -hmm. I see often at assisted living facilities. Mm -hmm. Now, I know assisted living facilities and things of that nature and healthcare for older adults can get a little bit costly. Mm -hmm. Are there any programs that uh, people can look into or are there any, does the government provide any assistance for patients who need this type of care? Absolutely. There are a lot of programs out there. Um, What I would do, again, if you are a Medi-Cal or Medicaid uh, folks, you know, there you can always contact your local DPSS office and they would be able to give you a list of resources. And what does DPSS stand for? The Department of Public and Social Services. Okay, great. Um, And again, they assist with any type of food stamps, um, any type of additional resources that you might need. They will be able to find local community resources and point you in the right direction or assign you a care manager or a social worker to work with. There's also, you know, IHSS, Mm in-home supportive uh, service Mm -hmm. folks um, that you can, again, contact your local county office Mm -hmm. and, you know, Google. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of, again, private privately owned mm-hmm. facilities and sure. again, some publicly, you know, government owned. So again, there's right. always resources out there. Google is your best friend. Right. And again, if not, you know, contact your local DPSS office and they'll awesome. be able to get you in the right direction. So there, there definitely are a bunch of assistance programs out there mm-hmm. that people tons, can look into. Awesome. Tons, tons, And adult day healthcare centers, awesome. they are at all of your local like parks, mm-hmm. rec centers, um, YMCA. There are tons and tons of adult day programs and they would also be able to assist with any type of resources that you might need. So if anyone is looking for um, 
the website or any information on the DPSS, you can go to dpss.lacounty.gov if you're in LA County or just Google DPSS in your local area and you will find their website and you'll be able to get some information on what to do, how to approach and tons of information on um, care for your elderly or uh, parents or grandparents. Absolutely. And I also do know that um, for not necessarily just the elderly, but those who are also disabled. The county does provide, um, let's say, for example, they're not comfortable with a stranger. You, Someone can take care of them, even if they are a family member, and still yes. receive assistance. Sure. Um, kind of as a compensation for their time caring for this um, family member as well, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Very big. Um, I know in the, in the state of California, we have the IHSS program. Mm -hmm. And again, family members can go online, sign up, you have to do like uh, a, a course. Mm -hmm. um, now I think they do it online virtually because of mm -hmm. COVID. Um, you do like a, a set of uh, uh, fingerprints and you should be able to get cleared. And mm -hmm. again, be a person who can provide that type of service, be it toileting, um, showering, bathing, um, ambulatory assistance, mm -hmm. grocery shopping, any you know assistance with medications. The, a social worker will come into the home and assess what level of care would this person need or qualify mm -hmm. for? How many hours per day is a is a caregiver, a person, you know, a, a sibling, or maybe mm -hmm. you know somebody in the family? Are they caring for this patient? Sure. And they'll be able to allot you so many hours per week to mm -hmm. be able to provide that support um, and great. get compensated for it financially. Yeah, awesome. And, and if you're looking for information on the in-home supportive services or the IHSS program. You can visit the cdss.ca.gov and you'll find some great information there where you can sign up and also um, read up about their program and how it works and things of that nature. All right, Diane, and I also wanted to ask you, this is even from personal experience, how do family members give a little comfort and consolation to a family member who is actually in a facility when going through when they themselves don't know what's going on if they have um, a late stage of dementia or Alzheimer's? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. A really big piece of that is food. If somebody, if, you know, you can cook a favorite meal and drop it off or, mm -hmm. you know, be able to enjoy it. I know with COVID, there are a lot more restrictions, mm -hmm. but I know with my grandmother, we used to send, you know, pick up her favorite food and have lunch Ooh, with her. Again, she might not know who the heck we are, but she <laughs> knows food and taste. Mm -hmm. Music. Any type of music that you can bring, mm -hmm. especially with where they're at in their minds, mm -hmm. they might be, their memory might be sharp from 50, 60, 70 years ago, and they're in that era. So we used to play a lot of music from the 40s and the 50s, wow. and that would create a lot of calm because there's a lot of anxiety for the for the person experiencing like that confusion and state mm -hmm. of, I don't know where I am, where is my mom, where, is, where do I live, where's my home? Yeah. Um, and that can be very anxiety provoking mm -hmm. for both parties, the person mm -hmm. experiencing it and then the person experiencing it from the outside. Yeah. Um, I would say music, food, um, you know, trying to share, trying to, what we would do is collect videos from everybody on our phones and, mm -hmm. you know, show grandma. And she would think that she was talking to that person, mm -hmm. bring in photos, um, being able to FaceTime folks. This way we can have some form of connection. Sure. And again, just try to things of the past, things of the past yeah. that they can remember, Great. go back to that time. Yeah. I would awesome. say food and, and music was a really big part for her. Um, and again, that's what we would do. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, it would just kind of bring her this ease. 
Oh, that is amazing. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, just thinking back yourself, that's something that everyone connects Everybody with. Everybody connects everyone with, can yeah. yes. connect with food. Regardless like, of language, yeah, exactly. anything. Sight, mm-hmm. sound, smell, those are things we'll always senses. be able to. Yes. The basic kind of five the basic, senses. The basics. Take it down to the basics. Mm-hmm. The basics. Hold their awesome. hand. You yeah. know, let's take a walk if they're able to, yeah. or, you know, push them, yeah. you know, with their using their walker or wheelchair, yeah. just being able to get outside, get the sun in their face yeah. again, if they're medically okay to do so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, those were the things that we yeah. were able to connect on. You know what and, this reminds me yeah. of? Have you guys seen the movie Coco? Yes. Well, we've seen the movie oh, Coco. Yes. Stella so obsessed. <laughs> oh my gosh. The part Bold with, my oh my out. goodness, that time. was the most, like, my eyes out. I, I rarely ever, like, get emotional for movies, oh. but that one hit home in a different yeah. way, because I feel like everyone can relate and translate mm-hmm. or relate, relate to that, that story, mm-hmm. and the part where... Miguel is just sitting with her at her wheelchair. And she comes to realization that, you know, yeah. she remembers everybody for the first time and she's yeah. moving and talking and singing for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that was mm-hmm. a, a moment we can all relate to with our grandparents. Absolutely. Definitely. That was, that definitely. Definitely. So. I, think that, I know. <laughs> it's, 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 I love the it's movie. So but again, I think the message yeah, there is, the message is we're all human. And yeah. at some point in time, we're all going to experience yeah. these yeah. things mm-hmm. one way or another. Yeah. One form or another, or again, you you know, you coming to me like, hey, yeah. I, uh, Diane, you know, my grandmother is struggling. What can I do? Or, yeah. oh my gosh, you know, my mom is experiencing this. Sure. What do I do? And sure. it's a very shared and real experience that yeah. we're all going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, and again, in terms of what can the person do mm-hmm. who's who's providing that exactly. caregiving? Exactly. Um, I know one thing is, you know, find your support. I know a lot of folks, I do a, a weekly consult group with clinicians that I work with and a lot of them, you know, join hiking or walking mm-hmm. groups mm-hmm. just to have that social connection mm-hmm. of something mm-hmm. that you sure. all um, enjoy. You have a, sure. an activity that you all like to enjoy, um, you know, doing some type of self-care, getting massage, go getting your nails done. Having me time, just literally shutting the door Mm -hmm. and having nobody disturb you for X amount of time. It's important to take care of yourself in order to take care of others. And it's also something to look forward to. When, like, let's say you're having a hard week, you're like, okay, two more days and we're we're there. We're there. Absolutely. (laughs) And I would really, really, not just because I'm a therapist, Mm -hmm. but I would really encourage folks who are going through that. It's really emotionally, physically, Mm -hmm. emotionally just draining and taxing. You know, seek your own support. Somebody who is a professional Mm -hmm. because a lot of folks do what's called emotional vomit sure they'll find that one person that one friend or you know daughter or son and just kind of spew everything on them and it's hard for the other person of like what do i do with this like it just it's emotional vomit and again it can be really overwhelming for the other person so again seeking your own support professional Mm. religious counsel you know whatever that is to get you to feel heard Mm -hmm. and understood um is really important Mm -hmm. that's really important to to bring up because i think a lot of people rely on friends and family to Mm -hmm. to come up with that the answers to the questions they have to come up with support for the stress or emotional stage they may be in but sometimes that other person might not be going through that or never experienced it and they really can't give you good insight so Mm -hmm. i think seeking professional help is something Mm -hmm. super important for Mm -hmm. this type of issue and that can leave you feeling more isolated and more overwhelmed like man nobody really understands my struggle right now and i don't want to go and talk to just anybody because they don't know what to do or they no longer want to pick up my phone calls so Mm -hmm. again finding you know things that are helpful for you activities um, and really the biggest message and takeaway I want you guys mm-hmm. all to take away is be kind to yourself. Sure. Mm-hmm. 
be patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. This is not easy. And really what you're going through is mm -hmm. is grief and loss when mm -hmm. the person is still right beside you. And sure. I think that's a really tough part because you're you're seeing the decline sure. in front of your eyes and it, it's it's happening over maybe a few years time. Mm -hmm. It can go up to, you know, 10 years time. It happened with my grandmother and seeing that sure. and seeing those changes and seeing that progression of, you know, not knowing who you are and how painful that is mm -hmm. while the person is still here. So going through your own kind of grief and loss mm -hmm. is very normal. Um, and everybody goes through it in different ways and experiences in different ways. Sure. And, and that's okay. So mm -hmm. be kind to yourself, sure. be patient. You know, they're you will get through it some yeah, way, some way, shape or form. Definitely. And there's always, you know, programs out there to help you get assistance, get help with these type of issues. If you're somebody who's dealing with this, um, you know, Absolutely. there's definitely lots, lots of people out there that can help. The yep. best advice would be to seek professional, professional, help. Help. seek professional exactly. help, go exactly. on psychology today. Um, check out your, your local NAMI, N-A-M-I, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. They have tons of tons mm -hmm. of resources and support groups for awesome. nearly anybody. So awesome. take a look and, and look them up. Yeah. And one, one thing I would encourage uh, from personal experience is to pay attention to rapid change in behavior, rapid change in things like memory loss or forgetfulness. There might be a possibility that they're forgetting to take things like their medication. Mm. Absolutely. I think that's a big one big one, um, you'll see increased skyrocketing anxiety mm -hmm. and they're not taking their blood pressure medication, mm -hmm. but they're insisting that they did. Or again, feeling this overwhelming fear of I'm going to die. I'm going to, you know, mm -hmm. this is going to be my last night on earth when they're actually having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And again, folks in the older generation, mm -hmm. mental illness and mental health is not something they that's talked about it. or mm -hmm. understood. They don't believe in it. So yeah. there's no name for anxiety. Sure. There's no name for depression. So they just think that this is it. And yeah. Us as younger generation, we can understand it and sure. name it and come from it from the perspective of, mm -hmm. okay, this is what's happening with grandma. This is what we could do to help. Sure, mm -hmm. sure. Um, so absolutely. Yeah, but those rapid yeah. changes. And I, I saw an amazing um, product that I, I don't remember what it was called, but I saw a commercial for it where the you can preload the machine with the medication and on the spot at the hour, at the time, it mm -hmm. will drop the medication for the person and they'll be able to take it kind of how they are prescribed to take it wow. daily. So okay. that's something you can also look into. That's a really good one. And also do you, I know... Do you, do you remember what this is called? I I forgot what it was called. <laughs> we'll I wish I knew. Up. It was a commercial I saw and I was like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I want to get that for my vitamins. <laughs> I want to get <laughs> my vitamins. My vitamins. I can't. I can't. I forget too. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> and also I want to bring up not just the forgetfulness of taking medication, but the overuse of medication yes. is also a big one. Things like pain medications or pain patches. I know it can become, they can become dependent on them without even realizing and start to abuse those medications as well. Absolutely. So monitor medications, you know, give at maybe a week or two's worth of medication, depending on how far you live, how, mm -hmm. you know, if your geographical proximity sure. to your loved one, um, you know, being able to, you know, if you can go in daily and if that's not feasible every other day or once a week and just being able to dispense meds for one week keeping any type of pain medication, mm -hmm. um, any type of benzos that can be habit forming. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, if your loved one were to take too much of it because they forgot that they had taken it already, that can be a pretty serious mm -hmm. thing. We sure. see overdoses and, and all kinds of other medical Mm -hmm. um, conditions or, you know, sometimes you think, oh, why is grandma so dazed? You know, sure. maybe mm -hmm. they overdid it on their medication mm -hmm. without realizing. Yeah. So just yeah. being mindful awesome. of checking awesome. medications. Awesome. And I highly encourage being 
a physician myself and seeing patients daily, um, any physician out there that, that sees patients, that deals with patients, please keep an eye out for your older patients who might be showing these signs and symptoms and, mm-hmm. you know, do your best to be able to point them in the right direction. I think that's a huge one because, you know, a lot of times patients will come into our office um, without even realizing they have these type of issues. And it's really important for us to kind of pinpoint those things because they might have not seen their primary doctor in a long time. So it's very important that for any medical professional that sees patients to be aware of these things as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to just your basic exams, exactly. you know, asking those exactly. basic questions, sure. getting the, that mental status and sure. being and, able to. And Diane, I know there isn't a specific age when these conditions do start, but I, is there possibly an average when someone should probably start testing your own family members and questioning mm-hmm. them and just doing like your own daily check? Like, okay, like my grandma's reached 70. That's is this something we should start looking great into? Great question. I, again, we, you hear of dementia as early as the 40s mm-hmm. or 50s. Again, more on the rarer side, but it mm-hmm. can occur. But I wow. would say anybody over the age of six, 60, mm-hmm. 65 should be doing little brain activities, mm-hmm. sure. you know, stimulating your brain, doing crossword puzzles. So they have sure. all kinds of apps with colors and you know memory yeah, recall definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of kids games Stella has a lot of these <laughs> yeah, memory matching games awesome. of the princesses just taking it back to basics playing bingo you know just again it's all about the number and letter yeah. recall mm-hmm. um, so again you know just being able to make sure that you are in tune mm-hmm. um, being able to again get with different yeah, groups sure. um, but yeah you could start to you yeah. know keep an eye out for that I would say mm-hmm. anywhere over 60 65 and I mean even even simple things like getting them a smartphone, mm-hmm. getting them on Facebook, getting them on Instagram, keep their mind stimulated, keep their mind moving, keep them typing, keep them reading. Yes. Really, it, it, just like it is for children, it, it's very important for older adults mm-hmm. as well. So that's a really good tool. I think I'm going to get my dad hooked on one of these crossword puzzles because yes. yes. my dad just hit that 60 and I don't know. So oh my God, oh man. My mom is like obsessed with these apps and Stella does them with her. She's like, you, how do we get the ball to match all the colors in this column? And then my mom will force oh my, my dad goodness. to do it. Or it's like, remember highlights? Yeah, do you guys remember highlights yeah, magazine? Yeah. I used to yeah. love highlights. Uh, yeah. We'd go to like the doctor's office sure. and being able to see like, oh, find the apple, sure, find the sure. butterfly. And my, my dad does that. Yeah, and he's awesome. like, wait, I can't sleep before I find this. And I'm like, okay, dad. That's awesome. It's just exercising your brain. Yeah, exercising for sure. Everyone for should sure. be doing on the daily anyway, yeah. right? Absolutely. Awesome. I mean, even with me and my dad, like mm-hmm. I always do little projects around the house, fixing things, you know, whether it's installing a plug here, or doing, mm-hmm. I always tell my dad, I mean, I love you, Bob. I know you right now, <laughs> <laughs> but I always have him come help me just to get him out, get him mm-hmm. stimulated, get his mind thinking, how do I used to do this problem mm-hmm. solve? Mm-hmm. It really helps him and, and giving him tasks to do, mm-hmm. even though he used to yell at me to, hold the flashlight now i'm yelling at him to hold the flashlight so things have changed but and again you're yeah. spending time yeah time exactly is precious. exactly and again spend time yeah. find ways to make yeah. that time and again those cool projects exactly. or those cool games exactly. or you know whatever so and, and another big one too i know me and diane have this debate a lot um letting my parents or her parents watch uh, their grandchildren is mm-hmm. a big one i think that's a really big one because the kids, they might be tiring for them, mm-hmm. but it stimulates them so much. It keeps them up. It keeps them moving. It keeps mm-hmm. 
time tracking, feeling needed in a different needed. way. They need to feed them, take care of them. It keeps them going and it keeps them busy. It gives them something to live for and something exciting to wake up to in the morning. So I think, you know, if you're in a situation, you know, drop your kids off at your at the grandparents for a couple hours, let them <laughs> I play. Would be like, Can you tutor my child? Yeah, please? yeah. drop <laughs> the dogs off, yes, drop the kids oh off, gosh, take dogs. the pets there. <laughs> a little much, but keep them stimulated. That's yeah, a really good one. Those are good activities they yeah, can do. Yeah, my dad loves to take yeah. Stella to the park Aww. and they get exercise. Yeah, my sure. father-in-law, my mother-in-law, they're always outside with. Stella. So again, it keeps them active. It keeps them healthy. Yeah. And again, gives, gives them something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Some great stuff for... But again, they deserve a break too. Yeah, they deserve a break. <laughs> but we do this because we love them, not because we want to torture them. Absolutely. <laughs> In the meantime, you guys get a break too. Yeah, right? we get yes. a break. <laughs> yes. We get a break as well, which is part of us being take, being able to take care take of care them. Right? So take thank care of yourself. Auntie. Thank you to all the grandparents <laughs> out there. For letting us, watching Stella so we can do this podcast. Yes. <laughs> thank you to all the grandparents out there and the parents out there that help their children yes. in that way. Mm -hmm. We appreciate Absolutely. you guys. So just as a recap of today, I just wanted to remind you guys that you are not alone. Uh, be kind with yourself. Be patient with yourself and your loved one. It's kind of like what they say on the airplane. Put your mask on first before you can put the mask on and help somebody else. So again, remember that analogy. And again, be sure to take care of yourself. Find what that means for you. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Awesome. I know sometimes that can be really difficult. I know yep. it is for myself. Yep. Um, but again, please take care of yourselves. And again, thank you guys so much for having me. Of course, of course. Of course. And, all, and just a reminder, guys, anything mentioned on this podcast was just for information and just to kind of aid and assist. This is not meant to diagnose or treat any type of illness or condition. So please always check with your primary care physician, mm -hmm. uh, your parents, primary care physician, your grandparents, primary care physician for any health care needs. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Alrighty, everyone. And just to bring a little more light to this conversation. <laughs> yes, this very... we can definitely use a little <laughs> bit of lighter conversation. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, what is your favorite restaurant either in California or the U.S.? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's that easy for me. What, what is it? One one of my favorites I, is... sh I should know this, right? You should know this, but, you know, here we are. <laughs> only where you're going to book restaurants. I'm not, I'm not even trying to guess. I just ask her, hey, what do you feel like having today? And whatever she says, I'm like, all right, we're going there. I love Republic in West Hollywood. It has awesome. phenomenal, phenomenal food. And I Ooh, the love oyster, the oysters every Republic. time we go there. What Republic. kind of food is this? It's like a little bit of everything, but it's all like made to order. Yeah, um, yeah. You have to Small, check it out. It's, it's we amazing. have to go. We yeah, should. we should go. We should go. We should go. The oyster, is that the one with the oyster yeah. bar? They have a, an amazing <gasps> oyster bar. Yes, they do. Um, the food is spectacular. Mm. You can watch them cook it. Always celebrities there for entertainment. Yeah. You said um, in West Hollywood? Yes. In West Let's Hollywood. Do it. Yeah, Republic. Yes. I'll call tonight. Yes. Done. Reservations <laughs> I, made. I personally, one of my favorites is Javier's in <gasps> Newport Beach. That's one of my favorites. You stole mine. Yes. Javier's. <laughs> even in Vegas. Javier's in Vegas is yeah. good. Studio City. All of them are really yeah. good. They all have yeah. different yes. vibes, but they all have a excellent food. I think that's Their one margaritas of my are so margaritas. good. The jalapeno ones. Yeah. The tamarindo ones. That's what I think yeah. of when I think of Javier's is a nice margarita, a little bit of salt on the rim, nice spice to it. I have mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So no. yeah, what about you, Eileen? What um, do you say? I was going to say Javier's, nice. but then like I have another one that if I don't feel like driving really far, mm -hmm. I'll end up in Pasadena at Mercado. 
Oh, oh no. I love Mercado. Yeah, the one on Lake. You guys, yes. we've been, we been to the one yes. in Studio City. Yes, Ooh, yes. Yeah, I really like awesome. the. Um, I've been to the one in Pasadena too. Yeah, yeah that was really, really good. good. I like the location. It's super easy. Yeah. Parking's just right there. Yeah. But I love their stuffed um, chile relleno, but it's oh, not yes. made of meat. It's made of um, mushroom. Oh, and boy. I'm in no way a vegan or uh, sorry, not a vegan. Food but right I know. But I don't know something about that mushroom. It's sauteed perfectly and stuffed. I love their blood orange margarita Mercado. Their drinks are good. Too. Yes. And, and there is just something about restaurants in mm -hmm. Vegas. I don't know if it's the ambiance, but like restaurants in Vegas, I can't handle. Ooh. Have you been to Hash House of Go Go? No, mm -mm. no. Is that it good? is an amazing nice. breakfast spot. The line, you will be there forever. But yeah. and they only they shut down early, so since yeah. it's only a breakfast spot, yeah. Oh my gosh, you'll walk out of there like twenty yeah. pounds heavier. But <laughs> nice. So good. nice, nice. If, if we're in Vegas, you can find us at Sinatra, Sinatra or SW. There, yeah. Those are our two favorites. Yeah. If you're looking for a beautiful steak, definitely mm -hmm. hit up SW. If you're looking for some nice oyster pasta or some mm. seafood pasta, Italian, something like that. Oh Sinatra. my goodness, Sinatra is amazing. Yum. Both at the wind. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Shout out to the wind. <laughs> awesome. Okay, and then where else? Okay, what's your favorite travel destination that you guys have been to, either together or by yourselves? What would you say, Diane? We don't travel much. I honestly, I don't really go out of the country too much, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it doesn't actually. It doesn't have to be out of the country. It could be here too. Yeah, I think I think Vegas is probably one of our favorites. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, Vegas has a special place in our heart because that's where we, yeah, we that's met. That's where we fell in love. Fell in love. <laughs> he, we met, we, he proposed, mm -hmm. and we go every year for our anniversary. Every year for in our the anniversary, spirit yeah. of when we met, going to be 11 years ago yeah, in July. Wow. I can't believe it's been 11 <gasps> yeah. years. Wow. Yeah. Yes. 11 years. 11, 11 years. years. Oh my gosh. What's, <laughs> What's the secret? What's the secret? Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> the, the secret to marriage, honestly, Compromise. is communication. Communication. They both and start with C. Yes. The two C's, compromise and communication. Yes. Right. Perfect. And That's love. good to hear. L2, love. Yes, and love. But I mean, I loved our honeymoon to Cancun. Cancun was, was fun, yeah. That was my Cancun one and only really time fun. we went to Cancun. It was just yeah. beautiful. Our mm. European adventure is coming soon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Eileen? What, what's your favorite? You're a traveler. Yeah, I am a huge You're a traveler. traveler. Um, Every year she comes to me, doctor. I'm going to need three weeks off. <laughs> With her little request of time off. And I'm like, Eileen, you can't take four weeks off from the office. Jimmy like, comes home having anxiety. He's like, what am I going to do? Like, Eileen's not going to be there. How are you going to take four weeks off? Like, it's just not going to work. I come back and I'm like, that felt like 30 minutes. Yeah. I know. And then two two months later, she's like, um, I need another week off. Yeah. And I'm just like, God and dang it. Three other staff asking for the same time off. It's always the summertime I get requests <laughs> yeah, off. It's just, it's summer's the thing. It's the time to travel. I mean, I've been to several countries. Mm -hmm. I really, really love Canada. I really, really love Spain. Wow. And Mexico is honestly one of my favorite places to go. Mm -hmm. I love Mexico. It is so yeah. fun. I'll mm -hmm. tell you, if, if Mexico was... California, they have the mm -hmm. most beautiful place. Like the yeah. beaches, beaches, the beach sides are incredible, man. Mm -hmm. I just wish, beautiful. I just wish it would be a little bit more. I, if it was like Newport or mm -hmm. you know things like that, it would be. It blows our our beaches out of the water. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. my gosh, I really really love Tulum, and I want to go yeah. back to. Um, awesome. I want to go. Yeah, yeah, it's honestly like it's the jungle, and you have the yes. beach, and it's just yes. the best of both worlds. You have an iguana walking by you. I know and you're just it's like incredible. A creeped out, but yeah. amazed at yeah, the same yeah. time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like being in Florida. I, I always yeah. tell Diane Mexico. 
on the beachside is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is gorgeous. gorgeous. And then mm-hmm. just the people there are yeah, so amazing. So nice. So, yeah. sweet. so nice yeah. to you. I, I really, really, really enjoy going yeah. to Mexico. Yeah. But actually, I want to go to um, El Salvador next. I haven't, I've only nice. been there one time nice. in my life. My family's from nice. there. But, and, and actually, Sabrina just got back and she was telling me all about it. And I couldn't. Nice. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm so jealous. I want to go myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm dying to go to Australia. That's one place uh-huh. I want yeah. to go. I have to. a lot of family yeah. in Australia. And I love I, I really love, want to love, go love to Australia. Australia. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so scared of the bugs there. I hear they're huge. Oh my really? gosh. Don't watch National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even National Geographic. I'm just like, uh, TikTok. Thank you, David Attenberg. <laughs> yes. You. Attenborough. Attenborough. Atten- is it Attenborough or Attenberg? I thought it was Attenborough. Attenborough for his <laughs> amazing Yeah, no, dialogue. we'll get there. Aww. But we like to do, we try to do Miami at yeah. least once a year. That's Miami's like, fun. Oh, yeah. I feel like we're just like out of the country somewhere. Yeah. It just feels like you're yeah. away. For sure. If you're on a budget, though, don't go to Miami because <laughs> no. everything's expensive in Miami. <laughs> Go to San Diego. Go to San Diego. <laughs> hey, San Diego's actually still pretty expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. It's pretty pricey out there. You know, yeah. you know what's really fun too? Mm-hmm. Go if if you've never been to New York City, just walking mm-hmm. the streets and eating like all the pizza and the food on the mm-hmm. in the city is amazing too. Mm-hmm. I, I love doing that. It, it's so fast paced though; it's crazy, but <laughs> the food's incredible. There Parking too. will be fifty bucks, but you know, whatever. If you have family, you just take a taxi cab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we usually take a cab out there or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or the good. subway. The mm-hmm. sub- oh no, hell no! I ain't going to subway. <laughs> You'll catch me in a hazmat suit on, bro. I was just going to say that. I am not hitting no subway. The germaphobe that he is, yes. No, no, no. No no subway for me. (laughs) Mm. Imagine having to hold on to that like, and being a germaphobe and it's moving. I know. What do I hold on to? So you guys... So you guys, speaking of beaches, have you guys heard of the the Huntington Beach party that was promoted on TikTok? We did hear about it. Did <laughs> I hear haven't. About no. <laughs> so there was a a beach party promoted on TikTok okay. that drew a crowd of twenty five hundred people, mm-hmm. and they were letting it rip in this like fireworks and like mm-hmm. mad. It was like they let the dogs out chaos. of the cage. Oh, Crazy. I think one hundred fifty people got arrested. Wow. It was chaos, but. My little Man. sister, who's 15, um, this, and this is how I found out about it. She's like, did you hear about this party on TikTok? And I was like, no. And then she goes, um, my generation's so dumb. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, all these kids are gathering in Huntington Beach. Do you, wanna, like, you guys are you know, crazy. Oh my God. You guys, you know what's funny? It's mm-hmm. almost like they kept it under wraps to just their age group. I don't know they how they did, did that. Because I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. On TikTok, I saw oh, it so on the news. So it was like news. young, mm-hmm. young kids. All the yeah, young, young kids knew. Yeah, everyone knew about it that mm-hmm. was supposed to know about it. Mm-hmm. And the people who are a little bit older like us just uh, had no clue. I, yeah, it didn't yeah. pop up on mine. It popped yeah. up on hers. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, yeah, they're profiling you. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I feel oh, come profiled. On I know we're no come on TikTok. Come on TikTok. I know TikTok is profiling me for sure. I know for sure TikTok <laughs> is profiling me. Uh, you want to know what he said today? He said something about something for young adults. And I said, wow, yes, that's me. <laughs> I know. You're not a young yeah. adult. We're not young adults. You're not. She's I'm like, a young adult. she was like, I'm a, I fall in that category. I was like, no, you don't. Yes, you are not no young I'm adult. I'm still a young adult. We are not young yes, adults. We are. Young adult is like 21, 22. No. We that's, are adults. That's, that's a youth. No, no, no. We are adults. That, okay? no, that is. You guys. Is I know you guys like to think in your minds you're no, younger than you are. We I are adults. I still think I'm very young. Yeah, me you're too. Young. We, I mean, you're we young. We're young. Yeah. You guys, you're young, you but you're an adult. You can be 50 if you want to. I'm not 50. 
but I'm an adult. And you're not <laughs> 50, but you're an adult. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but young adults is not us. I'm young and happen to be an adult. <laughs> no. So I'm a young, we're young adults. Me too. Yeah. You, you can exclude fine, us from Fine, that. I'll let you guys win this one. <laughs> yeah, but we'll have it. You're not you're this one. I guess I'm a young adult too then. I guess we oh, both now win. You be a we young both adult. win. We both win. How about that? We both win. <laughs> So, guys, are you ready for round three of the COVID vaccine? What? Yes. Take us. <laughs> Wait, round what? three. Is yes. it round three? Round three. So they're saying, and this is from ABC7 LA, um, just when you thought you were done after two COVID vaccine shots, Pfizer is testing a booster shot that could soon be available for use. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about that? Take me. Put me in the line. Yes. Diane, let's Sign go. Sign us up. Yeah, I'm down. Like, if it's... One more people like last time. Yeah. It was hard enough to drag my ass for the second one. It's going to be real hard for this third one. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you were a real baby when yeah. it came to Dude, shot. Dude, that shit hurt. I was there. Yeah, we were, we were we all there. <laughs> I was struggling for two days. I couldn't lift my arm for two days. We were great. I mean, we were fine. personally, I totally oh, came back to work. This and is I was a hard totally one. Fine. I don't know. If, do we really need a third one when it's already, like kind of winding down at this point honestly i think i was watching the news or this morning and no actually i was scrolling through tiktok and this lady was saying (laughs) something along the lines that she was fully vaccinated and her sister who wasn't vaccinated at all Mm -hmm. they went to lunch together so she was saying that her sister um didn't come out positive but the next day after having lunch with her she her sister called her and was like hey i'm positive oh crap and she was like oh man now i need to test myself so she tested herself and mm-hmm. she turned out to be positive oh my goodness for COVID, so she contracted it from her sister wow so her being vaccinated she's like i'm not feeling any symptoms okay. i'm actually feeling quite fine quite amazing energized that's good. right that's good to hear so with her being vaccinated she feels that that's the reason that she was she okay. Didn't get all, she, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. she didn't pass anything to her husband, her oh, children, or anything. So yeah. good for her. You know, good. she said unfortunately her sister wasn't doing too well. Yeah. I think. yeah. Well, mm. we wish them the best. But yeah. you know, if you haven't been vaccinated, I think there. I think I read something where fifty percent of all adults mm-hmm. were adults, right? So fifty percent <laughs> of adults in the U.S. <laughs> have now been vaccinated, and wow. July June fifteenth is the day where you know we're gonna. Mm. Somewhat get back to uh, normal lives again. That's so only like three weeks away. Yeah, that's three it. weeks away. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think it's time for us to get back to normal life. Yeah, agreed. I, yeah, totally. And agree. get back to it. I'm gonna still wear my mask though. <laughs> Catch me with the mask <laughs> as well. Mask. <laughs> Doing my regular activities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so guys, have you guys heard this story? I know we talk about cryptocurrency a lot on this uh, podcast, but. Did you guys hear about the story of the first ever Bitcoin transaction? Mm-mm. No? I think he was a guy that lived in the United Kingdom or somewhere around there where he wanted to get two Papa John's pizzas for his kids. So mm-hmm. back in 2010, he, mm-hmm. I think, was working in like somewhere in computers or IT and he figured out a way to mine Bitcoin and he came up on a lot of Bitcoin. So <laughs> what he did is he posted on um, Bitcoin Talk that he's wants two pizzas for his kids. Can somebody trade two Papa John's pizzas for 10,000 Bitcoin? For Papa John's? For Papa John's. <laughs> Papa John's Remind isn't you, this, is, this, is, this was 2010 and there's no Papa John's in the UK, right? Oh, okay. So somebody immediately responded to him, yes, I'll send you two pizzas. They received their 10,000 Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. If this was 2021, mm-hmm. those 10,000 Bitcoin would be worth 306 million pounds 
in Are the you UK. Shitting me. Nuts. <laughs> nuts. Wow. So what this guy ended up doing oh my gosh. at the time was spending over a hundred thousand Bitcoin on pizza in the summer. Oh my gosh. How much was now worth four point five four point five billion pounds wow. worth of Bitcoin he spent on pizza. For two Papa John's pizzas. For a pizza throughout the summer for his children. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. At least make it CPK pizza. And guys, like, this was <laughs> this I was can't. the first ever recorded transaction of cryptocurrency wow. use ever. How much Papa was Jones. Bitcoin worth back then in 2010? I think his 10,000 Bitcoin was worth like 30, 30 pounds at the time. Mm, I see, I see. Yeah, so it wasn't anything big. At the time. At the time. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think he expected it to be worth what it is today. Oh How would you feel? Like, I would kick myself would, in the butt. Well, I'm sure he has... <laughs> Several Way more. more than that. Just handing it out like candy. <laughs> I know, right? I'm sure he was a cabillionaire at this point, mm-hmm. if there's even such a thing, but I'm sure mm-hmm. he's well off. Mm-hmm. I don't think he cares about, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he cares about $4.5 billion, dollars, yeah. but I'm pretty sure he has a lot more to spare wow. if he spent 100000 Bitcoin. And if he was mining it, I'm sure he, like you said, he oh, must yeah. have had a lot more. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he figured, hey, I could just get food for free pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> Why wow. not do it? And he did. God bless you. I really want to know what happened to the ten thousand. <laughs> I heard I heard uh, Stanley T on the morning mashup on uh, SiriusXM talk about this. He <laughs> he was saying, I wonder if, or the whole te- the whole mashup team was talking about. I wonder what happened to the ten thousand that the guy received if well, he still has it or not yeah. yeah what happened does he still have it i really want right. to know if he still has it or not i want to know the condition that you're hearing this sir <laughs> please please contact, contact us, us. Give us give us one bitcoin we'll be cool with that oh my gosh that's hilarious <laughs> can we split it yeah i know right <laughs> i mean what is bitcoin at right now like 39 30 some thousand 30s that's high 30s bad. i think yeah i mean yeah we could do something with it cool. yeah right take a nice trip <laughs> travel the world yeah right <laughs> Get you to El Salvador. Go to Javier's a couple times yes. a week. Aye, aye, aye. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So guys, I know a lot of people order on Amazon. You guys order on Amazon, right? Oh, Everyone yeah. orders on Amazon. We have a delivery like every day. Every mm-hmm. day. So I <laughs> order things to come to our house. And some of the bigger things that are office related, I have them shipped to the office, right? Mm-hmm. So there is this one Amazon delivery person. You know where this is going. <laughs> That frustrates the living poo out of me. He's got, a, he's got a bone to pick with you. I have a bone Ooh. to pick with you. I appreciate your hard work. However, <laughs> if you come to my office multiple times a week and you know our operating hours, mm-hmm. please come <laughs> when we are open. <laughs> For the love of Christ, come when we are open and stop coming after hours because I'm getting sick of my packages being delayed. God dang it. <laughs> it's only standard business hour. <laughs> I know. Like if you think after the second time coming and mm-hmm. it's your third attempt, you would think, okay, let me maybe put this at the beginning of my shift so I could actually deliver the package. Or right in the middle. Or right in the middle. Or so, just, leave, just leave it at the door. Okay. I'll pick it up. I it's promise. It's so funny. I have cameras. I'll Jimmy pick it up. had my brother stay because he was like expecting this I one know. delivery that he really wanted or needed. Mm-hmm. And my brother stayed and we came back to the office yeah. after doing some like grocery shopping. We're like, hey, did it come? He's like, no. Jimmy's like, oh, 
<laughs> we baited we, we made it our team to work out at the gym. Until like 8.30. He was working out. I was like, you work out at our gym. Just You're hang like, out. Oh, we're expecting a delivery. He's like, all right, cool. And then I'll I get an, an email. Oh, attempted delivery right when we left. And I've I'm like, them. are you watching us? Like, what are you doing? Come I've on. I've seen them just drive by, drive like, by. look at the door real quick, yeah. and then just continue just, leaving. And they, I'm like, they, they drive by. They drive by. They don't get out. Mm-hmm. And they assume we're closed, and they just they just leave. And I'm just like, please stop doing this. Right. I'm like, it's just because our windows are tinted, bro. Yeah. I'm going to request a <laughs> refund of my prime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Give yeah, me my $10 yeah. gift certificate. <laughs> so if wow. you order from Amazon, make sure you're home or leave a note. <laughs> and if you have a business, <laughs> have make a business. sure they show up during your office hours. Make sure they hours. show up during office hours <laughs> and you'll get your stuff. So thank you, Diane, for joining us on this great podcast. I think we, we delivered some amazing information to uh, our listeners and our viewers. So again, I want to thank you for joining us and sharing your insight, your input, your expertise, your clinical knowledge. And, um, you know, thank you again for coming in. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And Absolutely. thanks for asking great questions. <laughs> and again, giving me the forum to be able to talk about these uh, really important topics. So thank you. Yeah. Absolutely, Diane. I think it's such a pleasure having you here. Again, thank you so yeah. much I for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. It was such a, it's, it's such a great thing to, to be able to also do this during Mental Health Awareness Month as mm-hmm. well. So mm-hmm. um, anytime we can have Diane on, we're going to bring you on for your expertise and your insight. On yes. Some amazing so drop stuff. a comment. Tell yeah. us about what topics you want to hear about. And mm-hmm. we'd be more than happy yeah. to and talk you, about it. You can always find Diane at at Real Queen of Cracks on mm-hmm. Instagram. Shoot her a DM. Um, she'll answer as many questions as she can within her clinical judgment. Or if you have some topics you'd like us to discuss, we can always bring her back on our podcast and discuss those topics. So yeah, thank you again, Diane. Yeah, thanks. And you can always find me on my social media platforms at King of Cracks. And me at Eileen.bts. Thank you guys for tuning in and have a great rest of your day. Thank you guys. What was that for? <laughs> <laughs>